Shalom and welcome to Parashah's Christmas, the weekly fix for spiritual lessons taken from the Parashah. Grab your coffee and let's take a look at the weekly Torah reading. Today we'll be looking at Parashah Behukotai, which runs from Leviticus chapter 26 verse 3 to chapter 27 verse 38. Enjoy it and don't forget to give us your feedback on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube or via our website. Death shall come on swift wings to him who disturbs the peace of the king. That's the inscription that greeted Howard Carter and Lord Carnarvon as they opened the tomb of the Egyptian king Tutankhamun in 1922, according to LifeScience.com. Shortly afterwards, Carnarvon and his dog, a member of Carter's team, and his personal secretary, a South African billionaire and an accountant all connected to the project died. It sounds like the stuff of movies or novels, but was this just a case of coincidence or was it an ominous curse? This week we find ourselves at the end of arguably the hardest book of the Chumash. We've made it. We've read about purity and killing animals, about partying and forgiveness. We've wrestled with tough topics and grappled with difficult passages. But finally, we've worked our way through. While it's been a tough read thus far, perhaps we've saved the best for last as we look at these closing chapters. Yes, as you've probably guessed from my opening comments about Tutankhamun, we're going to be talking about curses. What does the word curse make you think of? Perhaps the words that come out of your mouth when someone cuts you off on the road or the fate that you would like for your worst enemy, or perhaps some kind of exaggerated Hollywood movie like The Mummy or Indiana Jones. In any case, at the end of Vayikra, we come to a climax. God tells us that if we live as he has told us to live, then our lives will be amazing. We'll always have enough and never lack anything. Our enemies will be defeated and we'll have a living, vibrant and active relationship with our God. Sounds pretty cool, right? So here's the catch. He also tells us that if we don't choose to live his way, then we'll essentially be cursing ourselves. Nothing that we do will go right. Enemies will invade our land, we won't have enough to eat, we'll lose our possessions and our livelihood, our children will die, we'll get very ill and be involved in a calamitous war that will ultimately end up with us being dragged away from our promised homeland. It makes the curse written on Tutankhamun's tomb look like a birthday greeting in comparison. As we read through the details of the curse, we find ourselves recoiling at the fate that could come upon us if we don't listen to God. And then we find ourselves asking, what kind of a God is this? On the one hand, he promises good things to us if we listen to him. On the other, he promises to more or less destroy us if we choose to disobey. But why? Simply put, God, being God, knows that his way is best. He is not like a dog or a horse owner that sets up a training course and gets his animals to jump through hoops just for the sake of it. He does not get some sadistic pleasure in seeing his creatures suffer. Rather, he told us what was best so that we would do it and have fulfilled and wonderful lives. But what use is getting advice if you don't take it? It's no use going to see a dietitian who recommends a program of vegetables and legumes if we then go out and order a Big Mac and fries. And yet that's exactly what we humans do over and over again. Reading the section on curses in this week's parasha is frightening, not because of what could happen to us, but because of what 
did happen to us and our people. It's heartbreaking to read the history of our Jewish people in the pages of the Torah before any of it had taken place. Our cities were destroyed, our children were murdered, our crops were not sufficient, and our food ran out to the point where we had to eat our own babies. Even to this day, we have become a curse word and the parrier of the world. Because we rejected the best way, God allowed us to go down this path of destruction. And yet, in all of this, there is hope. Even today, we are back in our land and flourishing as a people again worldwide. Today, we see that God has brought blessing after the curse. Why? Because we're so wonderful? Because we finally listen to him? No. It's because he's a good father who longs to show mercy to us, his wayward children. At the end of the section on curses in our parasha, God promises that for the sake of the covenant, the binding agreement that he made with us, he will restore us, even though we don't deserve it. Wow! This glimmer of hope after the depths of despair is welcome reading. But we never learn how exactly God is going to restore us to him. For that, we have to wait thousands of years for the coming of Messiah. Yeshua, as he hung on the tree, became a curse for us, just as it's written in the Torah. He bore the ultimate punishment that we deserved of being separated from our life source, our Father, our Maker, so that we didn't have to. The Messiah, who had done no wrong, became cursed, so that we, who have done wrong, can be blessed. If we choose to follow him, we Jewish people no longer have to walk under this curse. So there we have it. We've arrived at the end, and after the shocking bad news, we end with this glimmer of hope. To be honest, I have no idea whether the happenings surrounding the opening of Tutankhamun's tomb have anything to do with a genuine curse. But I do know that the blessings and curses written in the Torah are true because they've already been fulfilled. But thanks to the Messiah, we can walk free from these curses. Of course, we're not talking about a trouble-free life here, but in our troubles, we know that we are loved by the one being that can actually make a difference. What will you choose? That's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed our parasha as present. Please don't forget to subscribe to make sure you get the latest episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so please get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or via our website at youthenfearjesus.de.